It's great to start a company. He would have done it earlier. He's growing this one quickly, launched it many years ago in 2013. They've raised about 60 million bucks, again, customizing video. They've got 115 people based mainly in New York, paying them on average 300 to 600 grand per year. They're doing about 60 million over the past 12 months. Obviously, a big chunk of that is media spend, but Oren says also a big chunk is just headcount. They put a lot of effort in terms of personalization on each of their customers. This is the Top Entrepreneurs Podcast, where founders share how they started their companies and got filthy rich or crash and burn. Each episode features revenue numbers, customer counts, and other insider information that creates business news headlines. We went from a couple of hundred thousand dollars to 2.7 million. I had no money when I started the company. It was $160 million, which is the size of many IPOs. We're bootstrapped. We have like 22,000 customers. With over 5 million downloads in a very short amount of time, major outlets like Inc. are calling us the fastest growing business show on iTunes. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Oren Harnavo. He's the founder and CEO of a company called iView. He's been a pioneer in video, creative, and advertising technology spaces. He's a recognized leader, published in the Wall Street Journal, Forbes, and many others. And the company is ranked the ninth growing, fastest growing company in America. He holds degrees in computer science and film, played professional baseball, runs triathlons, performs stand-up in New York City, and served in Israelis' special forces. Oren, are you ready to take us to the top? Sure. All right. So you said iView is ranked the ninth growing, fastest growing company in America. Says who? How's that? How's that found out? Figured out? (laughs) Uh, Deloitte has this annual. um, It's kind of an annual. It's not really a competition. They just rank from all their portfolio companies and everyone they have access to the top fifty. So the fast growing, you know, fifty in America. And in 2016, I think we're or 17, we're ranked uh, ninth, and it's actually. Second fastest growing in New York. And Oren, so what's that, was, that based off though? Is it do they take your revenue? revenue. Okay, revenue, so, yeah. they so, do revenue so what was your revenue? What was the growth? Years. They do four years growth, and I think we grew from like you know two hundred thousand to like forty million in uh, kind of four or five years. So that's that's hence the, the growth. So you did you, you did thirty million over the past twelve in twenty seventeen total. Uh, no, that was between 2012 to 2015. We're about double that now. Okay. So, so just to be clear, you, you, you're doing about 60 million in 27. That's your current run rate and you're about doubling year over year. And the reason you were ranked where you were in Deloitte was they took four years of growth. Yeah. Okay. Well, listen, I will never bet against an ex-Israeli special forces CEO. <laughs> they always are killing it. So tell us about iView. What do you do and how do you make money? Um, so what we do is we personalize video advertising. Uh, what that means is we're able to work with a client, understand who's their audience, if they take their data about who's been buying their product, who's been interested in their product, take all their product, you know, let's take a Home Depot, for example, who's been there, what have they been buying, Let's say someone goes on and buys a drill. Uh, we took all the product lists, all their stores, and instead of having this one TV ad goes to the whole country, mm-hmm. we'll create hundreds of thousands of different variables ads. For example, if that person lives in New York and has bought a drill, then we'll tell them a story on how Home Depot is the right um, is going to help them decorate their apartment and how you, there, we have drill bits on sale for six ninety nine. 
and they should come check out the, the branch in 23rd and 6th. So it's a very personalized, localized, and high-quality video, video ads. We had back a couple episodes ago, um, and I forget his name, but the AdGreets CEO on. I think his name is Eric Frankel. It sounds like you kind of compete with him, huh? Uh, no, I don't, I don't think so. I've never heard of uh, – I mean, I, I didn't hear about that. But this is just video that's being served um, as a pre-roll. You know, on YouTube, before you see a video, yep. you see an ad before or on uh, Facebook or on TV. Um, I don't know what AdGreets is, but I don't know. Well, like, I'm trying to dial in or on what you're doing. So so what they're doing, they're working at super high ACVs, like quarter of a million annually plus, working with like the Fords of the world. And what they'll do is they'll record one video, but then when it goes out to somebody in Austin, Texas, it'll change the location tagged Austin, Texas. And they'll say, you know, Ford Nathan in Austin, Texas, you like your name, that kind of personalization at scale. Are you doing that or no? Uh, we're not naming people by name. It's more of like a TV style ads. Um, same concept of video personalization, but I think it's just different budgets, different okay. execution. Okay. And give me a sense kind of of the kinds of customers you're serving in terms of a, like on average what they pay you per year. Are we talking a grand, a million, a hundred thousand? What's your average ACV? 300,000 to 800,000, kind of a wide gap, uh, depending on the size of the clients. These are ad budgets, so they're quite large. So just to be clear, is this a SaaS model and that's a fee they're paying you annually or this is just ad spend you're processing no, for them? This this is ad spend. Okay, so process. you're not a SaaS business? No. Okay, so you're, you're in charge of the creative. You're also in charge of actually placing and finding where to place the ads inside of what YouTube targeted lists, things like that? Yeah, yeah. We, we, the, the main technology is in the personalization so we can drive it uh, where we create the placement. If the brand wants to place it on Facebook, they can place it and we'll do the creative. So it's very flexible to what the brand really likes. Okay. What we focus on is how do we prove that the creative itself, just by personalizing it, uh, is increasing sales um, at the store or online. So we, we literally connect the like exposes as unexposed people that see the ad versus people that hasn't. How much? How many more times they come to the site? How many more times they go to the store? and how much they're spending so we can really attribute a return on ad spend. So you pay us a buck, we show you three, four, five bucks back in sales. Yep. And Aaron, how do you guys make money? Do, what cut are you, in other words, if I pay you, you know, 500 grand to process through your system, I imagine most of that is you're managing and actually paying YouTube for the placement. How do you make money? What's your cut? Some of it, I mean, some of it is, is placement. Sometimes we don't do the placement. So uh, we, you know, from that budget, we take a certain portion of it um, to our services, our creative service, our campaign management service, our analytic service, kind of the whole. What part. is that so generally, though? Are we talking 10% not, of the 500 not, grand or 50%? We're not, we're not transparent on our costs because it's just, it's like when you buy, uh, you know, Kellogg's, they're not giving you the list of how much you're paying for the nuts and their uh, you know, the flakes and the sugar, like we provide a full return on ad spend solution. So you give us half a million, we'll show you $3 million back in sales and how we, how we have our costs. It's not, it's not a public thing. Well, yeah, or the reason I'm asking though is people, I have a lot of the top CEOs on the show, you know, doing 250, 300, 400 million a year and things. And they have huge ad budgets and the big complaints, they hate this ad tax, Right. There's folks like you that are not transparent with their costs and they don't know when they put like a dollar through the system, how much is actually going towards placement, even if the return is great, no matter what. So how do you deal with that in your sales process? Yeah. 
No, it's a good question. It's uh, it's definitely a challenge. We can be transparent and charge only a tech fee. So some clients prefer that. If we were on Facebook, then it is transparent and we don't do the placement. So clients can buy us any way they want. I think when they do, when we do charge a non-transparent fee, it enables us to do a lot more labor and a lot more work. Mm-hmm. When um, when it's more transparent, then the industry standard is anywhere between ten to twenty percent. Yep. So when and and most of the uh, most companies when they dri- drive to take such a small percentage really provide a very small service because that ten percent is not a lot at all. So most media buying companies, to your point, would just take an ad and place it somewhere, and then yep. they can take ten twenty percent. But we add creative services on top. We pay all the data and performance vendors. We uh, create all the tons of creatives and we take the hit if we don't make the performance and we'll guarantee a performance and keep on running until we get them the result. So it fits some brands. Great. Some don't. Sometimes we'll just provide a tech fee and it's going to be like a you know, percent CPM to the 10, 20 percent that you were talking about. Yeah, so, so Aaron, said, said, in, said in a simple sentence, you're not char- you're charging more than 20 percent, but your clients are happy to pay that because you're adding significantly more value and you're still guaranteeing a return. Great. Is that accurate? Yeah, no, that's perfect. Okay, great. Tell me more about the backstory here. So what year did you launch the company in? I launched it, I mean, I we went through a lot of pivots along the way. Um, I probably started my own consultant service. I, I, I thought that I could do this whole thing myself in 2007 and just went knocking on brands and started selling day one. Um, after about a year of getting, I think I got like a few tens of thousands of, of revenue and I learned all the different softwares. I'm like, all right, I, I got some revenue and I don't think I can do all of this myself. So uh, I joined with another co-founder um, that um, knew a lot more about sales than me. And then I got a CTO. And then probably 2008, 2009, we realized, all right, we're a startup company and we actually have big mission um, to provide personalization everywhere. We started at the publisher side. So in the beginning, we went to clients like eBay and said, hey, why don't we make a video for every type of of, uh, product you have? So we sold this personalization in their website. Uh, But then we realized there's not a lot of money there. And actually, our clients said, listen, if you're doing all this great personalization, we're spending a lot more money in in ads that that we drive on TV. And digital. So we kind of pivoted the business in 2010. And in 2011, we pretty much established a business in the US, in New York. Um, and pretty much it runs in the same way. So I think we had a few years of kind of sure. finding Sure. That's to be expected, though. So what are you at today in terms of total team size? Uh, we're about 150. Okay, yeah. so, so pretty healthy. And have you raised capital or are you bootstrapped? Yeah, no, we raised about 60 million. Okay, six, one six or six zero? Six zero. Okay, six zero million. Now, how does a ad tech company uh, actually? This reminds me a little bit of we had Bill Wise on from Media Ocean, and he gave us some valuable yeah. feedback here before the Vista deal. So, a company like you, since it's not a pure play, you know, there's not really a SaaS model here. How is a company like you valued when you know when you negotiate the last round of funding? How do you talk about valuation for your kind of company? Yeah, it's pretty hard. Um, you, you know, you're talking about a really interesting problem because a lot of ad tech, the market's not doing great. Uh, a lot of companies that have been public have been taken off or just been acquired because it's very hard to value them. And a lot of them don't provide a real solution or differentiation. Um, we are getting sales and clients to value the purchasing of our technology. We provide a very unique selling point that's around personalization. So 
It is important to be differentiated. Differentiated companies with unique technology and ad tech are still doing well. Um, so I look at uh, multiples of revenue. Um, but like I, top line or EBITDA? Yeah, well, top line, if you look at Credio, they're public and they're sort of a similar guaranteed performance like us, public company. They're running at about two and a half X. Well, they were running about two and a half X multiple and gross. Uh, I think now it's down to like 1.8 because the market's really changing. You but said it. You said on 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 gross profit. On gross, no, on gross revenue. Gross. Okay, got it. So all all got it. Well, gro- gross. What's the difference between gross profit and gross revenue in terms of how you calculate it? Well, gross. You can think of gross profit maybe if you reduce the media costs that they have or the data costs or server costs. So you get like a gross margin. Hmm. Got it. Yeah. Know, without the media, that's one. That's that, what I that would be a bigger multiple. Yeah, that's why I was asking those questions earlier about what percentage you take. So if you're processing, you said, I asked you, are you 30 million a year? And you said you're double that. So if you're doing 60 million a year top line, you're counting, uh, imagine your biggest cost is that the actual media spend. And it's some portion of that. But it sounds like you also keep a lot because you add so much value on top of it. That's what I was trying to get a sense of earlier. Yeah, no, I get it. Um, well, you know, media is a big cost, but the cost of the servers, the cost of the people that are running the campaign, it's not, it's not it's big as well. Yep. Um, and I would say it almost splits, you know, oh, down the middle. So there's a lot of people working on campaigns for our brands. It's not like we take an ad and we place it. That's kind of the old ad tech where there's no value. Um, there's a lot of services we do for our clients to create all these ads and to bring all these research companies and to make the analytics and to optimize and yep. to, you know, provide them. So, so I would say it's kind of in the middle and go back to valuation. I think what we see in the market is about six, seven X on net revenue. And about, you know, two, two and a half on growth, if there's real growth and it's a good company. Did you guys hear the recent news? Casper, the mattress company, they're opening 200 new locations across the states. They're growing so fast. A couple of weeks ago, I decided to try Casper because they have, I mean, I looked at the reviews. They have over 20,000 reviews and an average of 4.8 stars across Casper.com, Amazon, and Google. And many are saying, look, Casper is becoming the internet's favorite mattress. So I wanted to invest in my mattress. You know, I spend one third of my life sleeping, so I might as well be comfortable. What I love about Casper, a few things. First, I love the U.S. It's all designed, developed, and assembled in the U.S. And the Essential has this nice, that's the brand of one of the Casper mattresses, has a streamlined design at a price that just did not keep me up at night. Great, great price. Now, it's affordable, and the prices are great because Casper cuts out the middleman and sells directly to you and I. That's this new direct-to-consumer model. You've got hassle-free returns if I'm not completely satisfied, which I love. And most importantly, it's delivered right to your door in this very small, how do they do that, sized box. You've also got free shipping and returns in the U.S. Now, you can be sure of your purchase with Casper's 100-night risk-free sleep-on-it trial. You know, I got it. I unboxed it. I got it all set up in less than 10 minutes. I had a great night sleep. Get $50 towards select mattresses by visiting casper.com forward slash top and using promo code top at checkout. Terms and conditions apply. Again, get $50 towards select mattresses by visiting casper.com forward slash top and using promo code top at checkout. Terms and conditions apply. So like in the past 12 months, what are you able to take to the bottom line or what do you optimize for? What do you mean? Do you have a target? You know, Bezos likes to run famously at negative 14% on Amazon. I mean, do you have a target in terms of net you like to hit? 
Yeah, we want to be profitable by next year, which okay. is a really important uh, uh, place in our business. I think because ad tech markets having such tremendous turmoils, um, companies that are self-sustainable get profitable and are valued at a higher price, and companies that actually just you know provide a little thing in the middle and don't really have cannot be as self-sustained, they value it less. So I think getting to that profitability is a really important milestone. Our vision and mission is to really bring personalization everywhere. And we're now running on TV, running on social. You know, overall video, if you include TV, is like an $80 billion market. We're really scraping a really small piece of it. So short term, we want to get to profitability by next year. Long term, it's it's a huge market uh, to personalize. Yep. You know, nope. it's, We've seen so many ads that don't make sense and don't speak to us. There's a lot of potential. Yep, Arn, makes a lot of sense, man. Let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, what is the last business book that you read? Um, business book. I read a lot, but I try to get away from business when I read. Um, What's the last book you read? Book. Sorry? What's the last book you read? Any book? Yeah, I just wrote, I just read The uh, Hillbilly LBI. Yep, Hillbilly, um, I'll buy, yep. Yeah, that talks about life in the Midwest and Kentucky and challenges. I found that fascinating. I'm an immigrant, so for me, understanding the U.S. Um, status with now with everything's going in politics, I found that super interesting. Number two, who's your favorite big thinker in New York to have dinner with? Um, I, uh, I like to hang with uh, Adam Singolda, the CEO of Taboola. Yep. And, and, what, um, and, 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 and what do you like about their model? Why, why do you guys hang out? Well, I like that they're a huge company, founder Israeli and in our market and has, has done tremendously. Um, and just like to like the advice and like to like to catch up. If Adam offers you, you know, you know, 300 million over your next dinner, do you take that offer to sell the company? Well, I don't know. He hasn't offered that, but that's, I don't think that's where we're going. We're two different directions. Yeah. Uh, Num number three, what's your favorite online tool for building the business? Uh, ClearSlide has been awesome. I don't know if you, it's a sales tool for presentations. Obviously, Salesforce is awesome. Salesforce is fantastic. We base a lot of our business. Adaptive for FBNA is great. It's an Intuit tool. Good. Number, um, number four, Oren, how many hours of sleep are you getting every night? Um, I got small kids, so I'd say about five. How many kids? Uh, two. One three-year-old and a nine-year-old. Wow. And what's your situation? Married, single? Married. Okay. And how old are you? Uh, 40 this December. 40. Okay. Very good. So last question here. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? What do I wish my 20-year-old? What do you mean? When I'll be 20? Yeah. When, when you were 20, what's something you wish you knew? Uh, how great is is to open a business and how not to waste my time going to study and work for other people. There you guys have from Oren. It's great to start a company. He would have done it earlier. He's growing this one quickly, launched it many years ago in 2013. They've raised about 60 million bucks, again, customizing video. They've got 115 people based mainly in New York, paying them on average 300 to 600 grand per year. They're doing about 60 million over the past 12 months. Obviously, a big chunk of that is media spend, but Oren says also a big chunk is just headcount. They put a lot of effort in terms of personalization on each of their customers. So, Scaling quick, having fun. Adam, thank you for taking us, to, or sorry, Oren, thank you for taking us to the top. No worries. Thanks, Nathan.